and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Zen Pod. Today we have uh, Dr. Chavi Sharma. Chavi has been uh, in the classroom and outside of it for uh, several decades now and uh, has a lot of experience in not only dealing with students, uh, but dealing with complex people all her life. Uh, Chavi, by the way, also runs a show on Facebook uh, live that's called Conversationalist. So if you have an uh, have some time on your hand and I suggest you log in and um, and listen to that show. We will also get her to talk about that show. She's had some very interesting people. Uh, I have listened to some of those conversations and even if you do miss the live one, I suggest go on to her uh, portal and listen to uh, the recorded one. It really is uh, very, very useful because she brings in uh, practical people who have actually lived through that or who have actually experienced uh, the kind of life she's talking about. Professor Dr. Chavi Bhargava Sharma serves as the Dean for a Leading Management and Institute for Faculty of Behavioral and Social Sciences in the country. She has done her Master's in Psychology with specialization in Clinical Psychology from the University of Delhi. Chavi went on to do her PhD in Psychology and practices as a psychologist and a psychotherapist. She has close to three decades of rich and diverse experience and has contributed immensely in the areas of institution building and education mental health and wellness, diversity in cultural studies, nation building and social responsibility, behavioral and social research, empowering the women and children, training youth and young adults in employability skills, and last but not the least, mental, emotional health and wellness. Chavi has been trained in strategic management and defense studies by the Regional Center for Strategic Studies, Colombo, in collaboration with the Stimson Institute and the Washington Institute for Peace and Conflict Studies. She has been awarded the prestigious Scholar of Peace Fellowship by Viscomp and Peace of His Holiness, the Dalai Lama Foundation for Universal Peace. With that, we welcome Chavi to the show and jump straight to our questions. So Chavi, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much for agreeing to come. Thank you, Venki, for the invitation. And I mean, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. So let's, uh, so, so you know the title of the show, Chavi, we're talking about uh, spirituality and we're talking about leadership. So I'm going to jump straight into it and I'm going to ask you a question. Um, how do you define spirituality? Uh, Venki, uh, each, you know, spirituality for me is what I experience. It's between me and the God. And, you know, and it's how I live out my experience with my God. Whoever is, I mean, God is loosely defined. You can call him nature, you can call him spirit, you can call him whatever I call him, if I call him Shiva and Durga or Shakti. And it is that, it's that energy that I interact with. And it is also why, it's how I live out that energy that's in me and him. Interesting. So, uh, so would, would I be right in assuming that According to you, the definition of spirituality is a power beyond you, a power that's outside. Spirituality is a power that's outside, but it's also a power that's that's inside. You know, because uh, it's it's both ways. You know, I experience him within me, and he experiences me within him or her. Awesome. It has to be both. It cannot just be external. Awesome. How I live him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You say no, no. That's, I just said how I live him and how I bring that power into my everyday experience. So that's, that's interesting. Now, Chavi, you lead, a, you lead a quite a hectic life and, you know, uh, 
if I were to compare you to a corporate uh, leader, then you probably live either the same number of hours uh, instead of an office, you probably live it in a classroom, in the library, in the university campus. How do you tap into spirituality for your day-to-day, -day, if I may call it living? I'm, I'm, you know, how do you tap into it? See, one, I have a very simple, I, I just have a very simple bottom line. Anything I do, if that, that voice inside, we all have a voice inside that tells us what is right and wrong. We may choose to ignore it, we may listen to it, but I, I just follow that. If the voice inside me tells me this is not right, I won't do it. My voice will tell me. So it is not about the act, but it is about the intention. You know, anything that you do with an intention that's evil or that's not good is not worth doing. And then in the night, you shouldn't, I should be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, that's okay. So I think I use very simple parameters for myself. Okay, I'm going to jump to the leadership side. You've been a leader for, for, for a lot, lot of years now, Chavi. How do you define leadership? Leadership is, um, you know, it's, it's a leader is uh, some, a leader has to play multiple roles. There is no one thing that a leader does. Sometimes the leader is somebody who's, who's behind everybody. And sometimes the leader is in front. And what is the situation that is it? So, you know, I always tell, I've always told the team, the students, everything that, you know, you go, you do, I'm behind you. I, I have your back covered. And there are times and in front of the management, if something has to be done, then I'm the face. Then I have to ensure that whatever they have done, all the credit is theirs, the flat is mine, the mistakes are mine, because as a leader, that is the way it should be. And I, and I think that is the way I have always done things. You have to lead from the front because this is academics. And um, even in a, anything that you have not done yourself, I don't know, I don't feel I can confidently ask others to do. So I've done everything, been done it myself, and then I tell others, okay, we can do it now. So I think that's my definition of leadership. And whatever decisions you take, I, you know, even if you have to discipline, I'm not, you know, even if you have to discipline or you have to take unpleasant decisions or even whatever, if somebody, there are, there will be arguments, there will be many things, people will disagree. I always keep one thing in mind. I tell the faculty also the for the students, especially sometimes they, they don't listen to you or they don't listen to the faculty. We have one thing is very clear. It's all in the head. It should never come to the heart. And secondly, because you don't carry things in the heart. And secondly, we know if somebody does something, that is where I reprimand and I finish it off. I don't carry it with me and I don't wait for a later date, stage to getting rid. Whatever is there, I don't, I don't believe in vindictiveness, especially with the students. And I've told the faculty also that exams are not witch hunting or exams are not the time to you know, discipline students. Whatever you have to do, do it in the class and finish it off there. So I, I think that brings me to an interesting point. I've, I've, um, for the listener, listeners, uh, just to let you know, I've had the good fortune of uh, engaging with Chavi on various occasions, uh, uh, been privileged to uh, sit with her on several panels. So Chavi, I'm going to ask you, I've seen the, the leader side of it that does not include students, that is not a classroom. 
define that for us. Assume for a moment you are not in a university. Define the leadership angle for us because I've seen you do that. Okay, so a leader is somebody, you know, see if you're sitting on a, if I'm sitting on a panel and there is a panel discussion, then a leader is somebody who should know what you have to talk about. A leader is somebody, uh, I know perceived image is very important and all management books will tell you the perceived image is important. But let me tell you that, uh, you know, whatever you do, if you do it with, if you're standing up straight, your shadow, no matter where it is, it, it will always, you will always be straight. And you, as a leader, you don't have to play games. Honesty is the biggest game. And if you're honest, honest, to the honest in your intentions, nothing you do, it may seem that there is mistake, but eventually what is right will always fall in place. You know, what is wrong moves faster, lies move faster. But truth takes its time and it, is, it always validates everything. Awesome. Truth has only one color. Awesome. How do you, I like the shadow example. How do you, how do you know when you have to draw on your spirituality strength? Oh, it is always there. And in difficult times, you know, that is when you have to go with them. Because most of the time you can, it be, you be, it's like you become mechanical and you can take decisions and other things. But it is, you have to practice it every day. And you have to always tell yourself that maybe two wrongs, you know, don't, I mean, there's a prayer that we always, I always tell myself and I tell the God that let me not do anything that, you know, there is nothing worse than, a, you know, the intention and let me not do anything that a truth told with a bad intent beats all the lies that you can invent. So let me not, let my intentions not be evil. That's all. Let me, whatever I do, let me just do it with an intention that is in alignment with whatever good and whatever has been taught to me. Can you, can you Chavi, share with us an example, uh, if you remember, where you actually had to uh, lean into or leverage on your spirituality uh, to, to demonstrate some kind of a leadership in a classroom or, or somewhere else, if you do remember? Okay, when I will share one incident and which has been a very turning point and that has been that uh, it's, it's, it's a very painful incident. It happened when I, there was this trusted employee. He was the marketing guy and, you know, I trusted him and uh, because it's difficult when you're in the marketing field, you have to get students, you have to take trips, you have to do everything and we all trusted him and uh, he, he was a con man and he, he came with a plan. And he was with us for five, six years and nobody could, I mean, he and nobody, he wasn't reporting directly to me. There were people, there was, there were two, three layers, but many things he was reporting directly also. And when that whole scan came out, I, I knew that, I mean, I just took it all as a leader. It was my mistake, my error of judgment, error in judgment. And I stood there. There were a lot of things said. Everybody, because A, I am, I was one, I was the, at one point the only woman there and at the only woman in that position. And I said, okay, this is my, this is my battlefield. And I stood there, cleaned up the entire thing. And I said, let anything happen. I will fight it out. And, uh, and I I didn't let anybody else's, in fact, I didn't get all the faculty or others there 
there were people who had helped him forge signatures faculty oh, wow. i just said okay let me just they are younger girls i just let them go because i didn't get their names and i didn't i thought this was something that i have to walk the fire and i think it was i my stand got vindicated everything else and then whatever he had to pay up and whatever happened but just i mean that's that do, was, you, uh, do you feel sorry for uh, you know obviously he must have lost his job do you feel sorry or do you feel you've done the right thing no i don't feel sorry for him because he got away with a lot of he did a lot of money he he too he he uh, you know it was a, it was not a small amount a big amount of money the students fees and everything which he took so oh he went away rich with all of that mm-hmm. and uh, the cleaning and the reputation and you know i've learned one thing when you hit rock bottom that's when you, then there is no other place to go and all kinds of things character assassination everything whatever could be oh my and then and then i mean and then i'm still here after four years <laughs> i rebuilt and uh, awesome. i mean and uh, whatever it is, god has been kind i think there was some way because it was all proved he gave because he had you know uh, i mean he had cheated on so much of money he made he gave money to the police the harassment everybody and uh, all of that so the so it was an entire it was a lone battle wow but yes. i had but there are people who support also very nice yes so does this kind of an experience leave you with a obviously it leaves you with a bitter taste but does it linger longer chavi and i you know maybe i don't know but um, the strength comes when the situation comes i think and uh, you know and uh, i didn't there was uh, you know you have to only fall back on yourself because that time uh, you know there were people who supported the vice chancellor and the management because uh, they knew the i mean they were there two people two people definitely supported and that was enough but even for all the other things or something you had to just prove and i felt uh, that you know if it was a man there have been incidents where some people have taken money and run away or you know cheated the university and other things but but uh, the men have got away with it you know whoever was really? there at the helm of affairs but as a woman i know how much but it's okay and uh, it's okay that's when you know i just you know when he i just knew if i have not done anything there's nothing you can yeah. go on lying you yeah. can send x y z there was nothing right. Right. am i only of course i didn't take the money but there was one mistake i did and that was an error of judgment and uh, as a psychologist for many <laughs> days for year for years i said i have to kick myself i'm yeah. so bad at reading people i didn't read i didn't know though they were i mean that's something that you know i went back and went back and went for but i didn't let i didn't let anybody else i took all them i took the i shouldered the entire so that's interesting i have always seen you and and this brings me to my next question i've always seen you stand up for issues uh, uh, i'm not saying you are an activist but i've seen you stand up for you know issues uh, uh, that a good leader and i i worked chavi like you i have a lot of experience uh, 
over two and a half decades in corporates. I work with some of the best leaders who inspire me even today. And uh, obviously you also work with some not so good leaders as you know, it's like life is like that. Uh, so there are, there are times you feel lonely. There are times like these, for example, when you feel, you know, why are the other leaders turning a blind eye? So, and you see a lot of that happening today. People are more uh, bothered about, um, let me look after myself. <clears throat> you know, uh, why, why, why uh, take that extra step? Um, there is no benefit for me. Um, three people before me have done it. Two people after me will do it. Two people beside me are ignoring it. So do I really want to take up this, uh, uh, you know, bell uh, and hang it around the cat's neck? Do I want to take up the cudgel and take up this fight? Uh, uh, how do you react to situations? And I'm sure you also see these kind of leaders, and whether we call them teachers or musicians or doesn't matter. I'm seeing leaders in any sphere. How, what do you feel and do those thoughts go through your mind? And what is, what according to you, how, how would you summarize uh, something like this? Venki, you know what happens is that you were, I, I'm not an activist, but I think that's where you're wrong. Right from my university days, I mean, what happened was I've always, I, I don't choose those situations. I've just been put in those situations. So sometimes that spirit, you know, that spiritual being we are talking about, he has put me in all those situations. And I think the best part is because even in the university, we had a big agitation and, you know, I really... I didn't take many things. There were so many things wrong. And then right from Delhi University days to wherever, I mean, I'm just put in that situation where there is no option. I, I don't, you have to speak up. I, if I have a mind, I can't yeah. kill it. And I, and you have to speak up because at the end of the day, if you don't speak up, I don't know, you don't feel good about yourself. And you only, you know, whether we like it or not, the, the, the moment we start killing our conscience, and we start, we start decreasing in size also. Not physical, but at least mentally and spiritually, once you start decreasing, then you don't feel good about yourself. And so you are, I always love. So you are a trained yes, psychologist. Why do people, why do you think leaders not speak up? You are a trained, qualified I mean, psychologist. Why do people not speak up then? Why do leaders choose to keep because, up? Uh, because they are not leaders. If you put, they may be heading some projects, but a leader is a leader is a leader. A leader is somebody who cannot, you know, you have to put others before you. If it's not, and I'm sorry, but MBAs have ruined the world leadership. They're the ones, otherwise we always had leaders who led from the front. You take any leaders in the country, anybody who you call a leader, they led from the front. They, they were what they are because then how does how will you respect somebody? And it's not a leader. You can be head, you can be director, and you can be lead. To be a leader, you have to be transformational, and you have to be able to do all kinds of. You have to be able to put people before you. That's it's as simple as that. You yeah, are responsible I, for everything. So I'm going to stop you here, and and I like what you said. You said it is as simple as that. So what makes it difficult for leaders, Chavi? Uh, what, and you're right, yeah. I agree with you, it is simple. Uh, so what is, why, why is it difficult then for them? Because, you know, somewhere your greed and your selfish interest, it's greed that comes in, no? So you, because if you're not sure, see, if, if I know, if I'm secure in myself, in the knowledge that I have, everything else, then I will build a good team. I will, then I will encourage people to come and come. But if I'm not sure, 
if somewhere I know I have deserved, I have reached here, not because of my merit, but because of some other factors, then what am I going to do? I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be live in fear because, and I'm going to be in fear of everybody else also because somebody is going to come better. It will always be in, these are unconscious processes. They will be always in my mind. It will be running. I'm not capable. And somebody who's capable will come. Then my, then my, the farce that I'm living in or the, or this whole fake thing I've built will, will get, will be exposed. So we try to cover it up and yeah. cover it up and we build pygmy departments, we build pygmy companies yeah. and we play these games. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Uh, we have, we have, you know, jumping tracks a little bit. We have had the last few months have been very challenging globally. We've had this pandemic. Uh, um, as we speak, we have had some uh, disturbing news in the last three, uh, three days uh, with the entertainment industry. Um, so, so things have been happening. I think it's not so good have been happening. People have been uh, badly impacted, both morally, uh, mentally, physically, whether it's um, loss of job, whether it's working from home, whether it's uh, an, 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 an ill kit and kin who's far away, you're not able to go, so on and so forth. What gives you hope amidst all this, Tavi? Venki, hope is, hope is because I don't think... Um... Hope is, see if you have, if you believe in a God and if you believe in, in anything, if you, if you believe in a religion, I think there is, there is no other way but to hope. Why should, it's just that, why should, what is there that is happening that is so bad? It's just changing, churning. And there are many things. Whatever was wrong is being exposed. You know, there are, there are, it's a churning and churning will always throw up some poison. That's the way, that's the, it will throw up some poison, but we are not, essentially we are not bad. If you look at, if you look at many people, you and I, we're not doing it. We, there are many people who are building. There are many people who are going to build the earth back, True. heal the earth. And I think healing has more power than destruction. Very nice. You spoke about churning and I was very tempted to bring up Amrit Manthan, but uh... Considering that this yes. is a neutral, this is a neutral show, I'm going to keep away from it because that is a that we need <laughs> we need to go through the 18 chapters and all the shatar and all of that. But uh, okay. you know, on that, Chavi. Uh, so, so spirituality. You mentioned God. You mentioned reaching out to a power beyond you. Uh, we have millions of people who queue up every Tuesday, who queue up uh, whenever we think uh, there is milk coming out of a stone who queue up because uh, somebody said, uh, if you pray here, you will go to the US. And, and we are a country that lives on faith and hope. Do you think all the people who go to these places of worship are spiritual then? See, I will not com comment on anybody. See, spirituality is absolutely between me and the energy and how I live it. So if I feel that my phone gives me that energy, then I have a right to worship my phone. Right. Everybody has a right, right to equal worship, to worship whoever they want. But I also believe that it should be in private. When you go out, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a difference between religion and if you're doing it mechanically, anything right. that you do which doesn't happen from the heart is going to be as useless as anything else. Uh, that's the answer I wanted. Uh, let me go back a few decades in your life uh, when you were much younger. Uh, what was... How did you or where did you decide, 
i think spirituality or, or did you not decide at all spirituality is a good vehicle or spirituality is a good crutch or spirituality is a good cloak when was it do you remember it or or did something did something happen or would you be willing to share with the listeners oh, of course of course uh, actually i think i have gone in the reverse and maybe <laughs> i'm still very young now but when i was when i was 16 17 18 19 that time i was so much into meditation and so much that's one oh, period wow. where i was absolutely into wow. i have read the tantra i am i went into so much all the gita and the aurobindo and everybody else and right from richard bach to the oh. bible i mean everything i read the quran and nice. i think you know this and then went to uh, you know experimented with all kinds of systems of healing going oh. into energy healing nice. and tantric and reiki nice. and you know not of all that i didn't know i didn't know this side of you i didn't know this side of you so <laughs> that's nice <laughs> yeah i have gone into all of this and that's when you come to a stability and you know where and what is there and even now i keep grazing i am quite a grazer for these alternative mm-hmm. methods and yeah. i keep grazing going and doing whether it's art of living or mm-hmm. anything else so i agree so your your favorite book you spoke about so many authors your favorite book okay my favorite all time favorite book all time favorite book will be richard bach and why and tell us a little bit uh, when yeah when i read that book illusions it was kind of it just said okay this is what i have always believed in that's one one of my all time favorite book and i always go back to it and the other is of course autobiography of a yogi yeah it is just marvelous absolutely you can it is like you know you go back and you go back these are two books and there's another one that is very spiritual for me and that is catcher in the rye by jade salinger oh right? that's so, one of my you know i should i must confess now that you brought up autobiography of yogi uh, chavi this, this is uh, i know it's going to go public but uh, i have started reading that book four times till now four times not once yeah. four times every time i come either few chapters or a few pages and it stops so clearly i i i've internalized it that i am not ready yet for it i've stopped there is one time i actually went i think 7 8 or 10 probably i don't know how many chapters really went and then we moved and something happened and then it stopped so clearly you know that's one thing that's on my tick list thing i have to do that I, it's a marvelous book i agree with you it's transformed people's lives and uh, so i'm not yet fortunate so i'll probably get there and, and maybe when i finish reading i'll talk about it on my show so <laughs> but uh, if if there is one book you have you have a lot of, i mean you have trained taught spoken uh, nurtured modeled and you are like the clay maker right you are like the pot maker so many young minds chavi if you were to recommend one book for them and or you would, or if, if you were to tell your university this is one book that needs to be with every student what would it be oh if if there is one book that needs to be with every student then i would say that um, it's a very tough question when you say me it's it's become such a tough question you know yeah and i would say jonathan livingston seagull seagull by richard park yeah yeah actually that came to mind when you spoke about uh, the other book illusions so illusions that's an awesome book i mean i've read this seagull so many times as well like yes. this right it's it's such a simple book and then you wonder what's so great about it and then you read it 
and you say, oh, shucks, I, I missed this, I missed this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's and the book I would say. Very nice. Very, that, that's really nice. And, and you know, I, I do this, Chavi, I do this very often. What I do is I actually go back, while we all like to uh, uh, read big books, uh, uh, maybe, maybe to show off or massage our ego sometimes, but I think I, a lot of times you'll be surprised at some of the books I go back to. Alice in Wonderland, for example, is my, my favorite book. I go back to it. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel is a book I go back to. And then you wonder what's in these books. And I've not been able to figure out such simple language, so few pages, not an impressive cover. What is it that, and then you realize that for, for somebody like him to actually put that into words would have been so difficult or divine, if yes. you call it, right? It's, yes. And it's, it's what, 30, 40 years old? I don't know, maybe more. And we're still reading. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. And we're still reading. And you are reading, I am reading, maybe your daughter, my kids, maybe son, the neighbors, 10-year-old boys reading. So everybody's reading. So so off, awesome. Yes. So I, you know, I always feel yes. maybe these people have been spiritually, um, you know, developed or evolved, if, if you may. A lot of students yes. nowadays, Chavi, struggle with anxiety, pressure, and unnecessary pressure from them, right? Uh, uh, there is so much available out there. Today we live in an age of plenty. We don't live in an age, I mean, uh, when we grew up probably, and I hate saying it, but when we grew up, uh, um, we didn't grow up in an age of plenty. That's a fact of life. Uh, we are the generation X. I'm talking about the generation Y, which genuinely has grown up in an age of plenty. They have a choice. Um, yeah. uh, you know, it is not Amazon. It is Amazon or Mentra or, uh, you know, or Jabong or any of those, or Snapdeal or all of that. Um, yeah. you, you are, so it, all of that. And, and obviously those things stress you out, you know. Um, and then and to top it all, there is a lot of peer pressure. There is a lot of the uh, social media, I'm, I'm a believer, is a great tool, but 90% but of us have not been able to use it effectively, which, which unfortunately has impacted us adversely more than anything. Right. Uh, the question to you is, what is your advice to them? How would you, how would you leverage on your leadership and spirituality? You know, and, and you meet all of these guys. What would be your general advice that I can cut paste and, and stick it on every classroom? See, whatever you use, don't, it should be in moderation. I will never tell anybody, don't use the social media because that's the future. I can't tell them, okay, now leave this because if they are not equipped, right. they won't handle the future. Right. So I will never say that. Agreed. But how to make the most of it is our job. You tell them the best sites, See, we, we, we haven't bothered to show them things. The, you know, the learning sites, everything. And we have to, it's, it's the same way. You have to discipline them. Like we were told, you can spend only four hours playing or two hours playing. This is study time. So similarly, you just project it onto the social media. This is your study time. This is where you will look at good sites. You will work, you'll do your project. And this many hours, you want to do whatever. And there are some things that are no-no. You know, so there is... Pornography is a no for kids or for right. many things. Right. Right. We will have to put the layers like we do in real life. We were never allowed any kind of book. Right. So we have to do the same. And I think that's the only way because if you try to stop, then it never works like yeah. that. It's yeah. too, we are watching the TV so many. We right. are on the phone. True. So we have to leverage the power of the media, social media. And that, I think that's my take. Awesome. And I, for many introverts, this is a very, very good media. Yeah. Because I've seen that many introverted people, for them, this gives them an expression. True. And they write under a pseudonym, anonymity yeah. adds to it. Yeah. 
though it has its own main this but yeah. people have been able to express themselves the violence they are facing or many other things so should they feel should, it's important should the academy you've been surrounded by them or teachers uh, you know if use some of the spiritual learnings in a day to day basis should they or should they not they should everybody should end of the day your teachers you know your facilitators in somebody else's you're playing with the future and that is why it's almost if you see the doctors are, doc, doctors your medicine is a noble profession so is teaching you're playing with the minds and as a psychology person as a psychologist i have a double responsibility right right there is nothing you would harm the person the body it is still you can recover but if you play, if you harm the mental and the emotional well-being of anybody it's so difficult scars they are not seen but they carry so much and as a teacher it's your responsibility and that is why you should work on yourself i think a teacher who is who lacks a little in knowledge is superior to anybody who lacks in morality and values and ethics very well said very strong but very well said if uh, if you were if you were to stand up in front of a classroom of 500 students and you have done that i know i've been witness to it and if you were if some student asks you ma'am what is spirituality what would you tell them chavi tell them in english that how would you explain it to a 25 year old what is spirituality yeah. i would tell them that you just close your eyes and um, you know and think and just look within i'll tell them and uh, if you look within and uh, you know i'll give them a situation that a person is dying on the road and you look within what will be your reaction are you going to help or are you not going to help so from wherever that answer comes that's your spiritual self that spirituality which is telling you what is right and what is wrong there is this book by zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance it, it has a very beautiful sentence robert empress and what is right redress and what is not need do we need anybody to tell us these things we all know it awesome good or oh, interesting all animals know it yeah i really really i could go on but you know but for the sake of time i will i will now um, try to end it a little lightly so i'm i'm going to have a three or four rapid fire questions for you chavi okay, yeah? okay. one of them i'm going to take off because take it off because you already said that many times and you don't have to think too much but just answer it so we can no, have no. Yeah, yeah so um, um, you spoke about god so have you met okay. god yes or no yes yes is it a, is it a him or a her it depends on my mood when i find uh, it depends it depends on me very interesting is is there such a thing as a rebirth of course what would you like to be if you are rebirth if you are reborn same chabi and what would you do i would read a lot more books the same kind and much much more and and i would want to be a psychologist and would want to run my reparenting home and maybe make more difference have not made a difference as yet is there evil there is evil is there good yes how do you differentiate both sides of difference between yeah, the same side it's the same it's the same coin two sides it's all within us when you listen to your voice it's good 
when you don't then you are evil interesting and last question if you were not a teacher or a psychologist tell you what would you have been i would have been a i would have been a medical doctor then wow amazing amazing thank you awesome that's really good that's really awesome chavi it was it was indeed a pleasure talking to you and um, and I'm, i'm i'm sure if your students decide to listen to this uh, it's a 20 25 minutes that we have spent uh, if they do listen to it and pick up one two three points out of it i think they can lead more meaningful lives uh, this is really set the tone for uh, my initial few podcasts but uh, i appreciate you coming on the show and uh, speaking to me uh, thank you uh, it's a privilege having you on the show we will be talking to a lot of experts such as yourself chavi and uh, thank you once again and uh, you have a nice evening thank you venki and you're very kind thank you for those generous yeah thank you for those generous words thank you so much thank you chavi take care